Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Uh, my guest today is a Saluki, an SIU grad, and a photographer working out of Atlanta who captured some of the wildest footage and pictures uh, that I've seen out of the entire uh, worldwide protests uh, for Black Lives Matter. Uh, welcome to the show, Nathan Ostry. Thank you. It's good to be here. Um, we're going to be going, we're going to be talking about his experience at, uh, in the Atlanta protests. So right off the bat, if you want to see some of these pictures, I encourage you to go to Instagram.com slash Nostridamus, N-O-E-S-T-R-Y-D-A-M-U-S. That's a dope name, by the way. Do you have Thank a, you. Very do you have, a, have a story behind that? Oh, you know, just I'm not claiming to be any sort of Nostradamus, but uh, it's a funny play on words, so I just kind of rolled with it. It seems to be good. It's it's, it gets a good laugh. Thank you. I like it. It made me smile. Um, well, in stark contrast to, to happy things. Uh, that was, uh, so w- what day was that Atlanta thing? That was like, that two- was the 29th was the day where everything kind of came to a head here. When you woke up in the morning, were you like, I'm going to go to a peaceful protest and take some pictures and see what happens or. Um, I def- that was my intentions for that day. Um, I think uh, living in Georgia, especially in Atlanta, there was a pretty good finger to the pulse in the community of uh, how everybody was feeling. And you got to remember that um, Mud Arbery shooting had happened in Georgia just a few weeks before. So oh. there, was al- there was already sort of a heated um, level of sort of aggravation towards the police. Uh, when George Floyd happened. So going to this protest, I always I already kind of felt a sense that there was some uh, levels rising. But um, when I got there, it was very peaceful. Um, we met at Centennial Park, which is right downtown. Um, it's where like all the Olympic um, events happened back in 1996. And uh, a lot mm. of the community leaders were just giving peaceful speeches, encouraging people to, you know, vote, you know, get your word out there. But um, yeah, so it started off peacefully enough, but uh, it, it turned pretty quickly after that. Really? It was there like, um, I'll, show, I'll show a picture real quick. Oh, shit. Do you hear this, by the way? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't want to uh, over, uh, blow anyone's eardrums out. So is there any like, so you're there, there's people all around, they're, they're not fighting. Is there anything that you saw that like was um, like the inciting incident, if you will, for lack of a better term? Um, so there was, uh, there was a pretty heavy police pre- uh, presence outside the CNN center. Um, oh, cops started, right here. yeah, yeah. Um, cops started kind of filing up in ranks, um, on the street. And of course, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, you know, the more police started forming up, the more protesters sort of meeting them at the line. And, um, so more and more cops keep showing up. Eventually we start seeing some armored vehicles showing up behind them. But uh, what was interesting was uh, they had their line of cops sort of phalanx and they had their vehicles behind them. But in front of them, amongst the protesters, there was like four or five parked uh, Atlanta PD cars, cop cars, just kind of in the crowd. So mm-hmm. those were just kind of there sitting almost a little suspiciously. Mm-hmm. Um, like just unmanned. No one was um, in the Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of left there. Um, hmm. And then... Yeah, so it's, you know, obviously people are heated, um, tensions are rising, more and more cops are showing up. More and more so are these cops strictly up. like between the protest group and, and the uh, and the CNN building? Are they like trying to, um, what, are they protecting anything? 
they're not protecting anything, but they're like closing off the the access road there. And then, but you can see um, where the CNN like statues. I don't even know what you call it, but the big CNN logo that mm-hmm. got uh, graffiti. That was all open. That was, no one was blocking that or covering that up. So mm-hmm. that was just kind of in the main sort of protest area. Um, Did it seem like but, there was a goal? They had a goal for for being there. Were they trying to get you guys to go a certain place or, or um, just leave? And in all honesty, like I'm kind of surprised they allowed us to kind of assemble in that area as much as they did um that is dude this is a wild picture man. yeah is... yeah but um so there there was no real main uh confrontation with those police but people started to gather more and more around the cnn building and that's when the graffiti started uh-huh. and i i say once the graffiti started that was kind of like the the tap on the can being pressed mm. and sort of letting that exhaust out because more and more people started spray painting and then they started tagging the glass on the CNN building. And then it all, all it took was one guy chucking a rock at the windows. And that's when everyone started breaking windows and chucking shit. Uh, and then it just, it just escalated more and more. It just snowballed so quickly. Man. That, yeah. What is it? What is it like to be amongst that? Are you scared at that point? Or do you feel, are you fearing for your safety? Um, I, I kind of told myself when I got there, you know, lack of a better phrase like not up or shut up you know like i came here to get some pictures i'm gonna get some pictures so definitely there was a maybe you call it arrogance but i, I definitely wanted to be there kind of in this well, shit the bravery man i mean yeah <laughs> this is really like we need to see stuff like this yeah that was also mind, you know yeah I, I, I was like you know someone's gotta do this you know and but there's i was definitely like trying to keep my head on a swivel i mean that things can change so quickly what's from uh, bad, to, bad to worse you know What's scarier in the moment, a uh, pro- angry protester or an angry cop? I'd say I'm more afraid of a cop at mm. this point. You know, like anybody who's been to like a heavy metal show knows that like a mosh pit is scary, but you yeah. fall down in a mosh pit, they pick you up, you know, and that's kind of the sentiment I got with the protesters. You know, like everyone's there for the same reason, you know. Mm-hmm. No one wants to see any, no one wants anybody to get hurt. For sure. So, so I, I kind of felt that there was a collective um, pack mentality there to look out for each other. But a cop, a cop can, you know, break your camera, not give two shits. <laughs> That's what I was more worried about. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, and then um, obviously you can see from the photos, um, someone lit a cop car on fire. Um, I think they just jammed the gas tank with some rags and just lit it. And once, once that happened, I, I was like, okay, this is an entirely different level. I've never seen it. This was like some, you know, dark night shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, right. So and you, and you said just to be clear, you said that this car, the, there was a, a bunch of cars that were just yeah. laid out like randomly, like on the street, like almost begging <laughs> to be fucked with. I, I mean, I don't want to make any assumptions. It could have yeah. been a thing, like an oversight of where they were parked or something. But it, it, it just, it did strike me, kind of funny that they were left there. Mm. You know, that's you know, these are that's multi million dollar equipment when all of a sudden. And for it just to be left there for the taking, I don't know. And wow, then, uh, man, that is like wild imagery. That is, yeah. It was, it was something else. That was, I wanted to get closer and closer because I only had a, I had a twenty-four millimeter lens on me that day because I wanted to be like up close and personal in the crowd. Mm. And I did, I didn't want to have too much glass on me, you know, if I was running and gunning. So I just brought my twenty-four and said, you know, what happens, happens. So I was trying to get as close as I could to that. And then every once in a while, it would just let up another like 
plume of gas and fire and it was just like okay <laughs> close enough yeah man so going going back to like timeline of what, what happens people start it seemed you, you would say like the, the like the the destruction of property sort of was not you would you you wouldn't say it was egged on by the police or even caused by the police would you or would you say no. it was more of a, a boiling frustration with the yeah that's exactly how i would put it just a collective tipping point for everybody and then you know this I, I think this you know people breaking windows lighting things on fire this is literally people just pulling their hair out and complete and utter frustration you know right yeah I, you know when there's when the justice system fails you time and time again and you don't feel safe in your own society what the hell are you supposed to do i don't right. know so um but- but of course, there'll be people that say that look at this, all this destruction that happened and be like, well, it was this all worth it? Um, which uh, is, I mean, we can, I can, I can say right, I say right now, thank you to Ricky Pete for sharing this, by the way. Um, just a, a this is a stupid laundry list of things that have happened, but just a few things within 10 days, Minneapolis is basically dis, uh, disassembling their, uh, their police department as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, as well. um, um, Dallas adopts a duty to intervene rule that uh, makes officers uh, hold holds them accountable for stopping other cops doing wrongdoing. Um, you know, city, LA City Council is slashing the police budget by 150 million. Um, oh man, there's too many things. Uh, New York, New Jersey's Attorney General said the state's going to update its use of force guidelines for the first time in two decades. Um, as well as, you know, arrests across the country for police brutality that was captured on camera, or I should say because it was captured on, captured on camera. Um, but still, so all these, anyone, any naysayer said, has this destruction of, of public property been, been worth it? Uh, I would say the results are starting to speak for themselves. I mean, yeah, we can get to it in a second. Uh, Congress is, is looking to pass a, a police reform bill, um, yeah. which isn't perfect uh, as most most uh most things yeah. congress does uh yeah, as, far as it goes for most things <laughs> congress does but it is still something um and something that i've always contended that was like really necessary out of this whole situation we need like laws changed like things in writing for this not just yeah. not just the people arrested for the the current injustice because it just keeps it's a revolving door yeah. Black Lives Matter has been a thing for uh, 2015, 2016, something like that. Yeah. Um, and but yet this whole situation has been going on since the 1600s in some f- form of way. Um, man, I don't know. Uh, this is crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, back to what you were saying of people arguing, you know, it was the destruction president is, it, you know, worth it while and just have to say absolutely because you know at the end of the day what's getting destroyed is insured is replaceable but human lives are that's just something you can never replace with any monetary value right and, um that should be enough know, right yeah and people people getting so up in arms about a, a target getting destroyed it's, it's, it's target they're gonna be fine they're not even gonna feel that in the grand scheme of things but you know this uh, racial racial injustice we keep seeing time and time again it's just not going anywhere unless people start putting a megaphone to the ear of whoever's listening and saying you know we need help we need action we need reform yeah 
start and start taking the lip service. Yeah. Um, I pledged, I pledged this year uh, in November to have a really good idea and reason for why I'm voting for every person down ballot now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We had our, we had our primaries yesterday and I, I had to do a little crash course study on who I was voting for pretty quickly. Um, cause people act like that's not important. And, you know, the whole narrative this whole year has been vote new, blue, no matter who. Sure. Of course. But, uh, all these, all these major cities are pretty much blue cities with the, with the worst, with the worst yeah. offenses of police and, uh, <laughs> civil rights. So it's not like this is not an issue. That's just a Republican issue. I would say right. it's, a, it's a countrywide issue and we need to start doing our homework. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, and I, thank you for uh for capturing stuff we need uh journalists and photographers bro yeah, i guess uh yeah so I, I mean happy to be there and I, I the response i've been getting i've I've gotten messages from complete strangers just saying in the community saying thank you for posting these which is really cool as a photographer i feel like that's the most validating thing i've had to happen to me in my career thus far well it's like you're you're uh you're you're making something tangible out of out of what happened you know people are going to yeah. always be able to go back years from now and see on your instagram that this event happened like this and yeah. no amount of whatever trump says he thinks happened or what you yeah. what you should believe happened you're going to just go look for yourself in these pictures and that's what is the most important thing because now more than ever man i mean did you see what what trump tweet, tweeted about the the 75 year old man oh my god just that yeah. he was like a member of antifa antifa i just i had a, that just made my stomach churn i mean you think you would get acclimated to the dumb shit he tweets but just he finds a way just to just to disgust me every every turn as i don't know and you watch the video. I got so outraged because I was at the gym the other day, and CNN was playing that video of him being pushed over. Mm-hmm. And as soon as, and as soon as he hits the ground, they blurred his head. They blurred his head, and like mm-hmm. the blood coming out of his ears. It's like, well, how's how's anybody at home on the couch gonna feel anything about this when they're just seeing a big, blurry mess on the screen? You know. Right. I mean, someone literally th- said on I saw someone say on Facebook that they thought he like he fell harder than he was pushed or that like he he could have yeah. caught himself better like who purposely wants to smack their head on the pavement yeah like and, if you're 25 let alone 75 yeah and to, and to have blood gushing out of your ears and probably cerebral fluids it's just but that that i, I kind of i kind of grinned though when i saw that because of course it was on cnn and i really think that <laughs> to the 29th when everybody was uh defacing graffitiing cnn and i was like yeah there's a reason why people have a negative attitude towards you cnn and it, it's kind of a fine line because you obviously don't want to be on the, the trump side of things calling it fake news and you know be a be a real agitator to the press but at the same time when i see something like that i'm just like you shouldn't be able to eat food and watch the news at the same time in my opinion you know you mm-hmm. see something that that graphic that that's what you need to see you know that's how things get changed that's you know, right. you, seeing seeing some blurred out image on the screen is not going to affect you, you know. Or even when they're uh, they're showing the showing the real like destruction and stuff, it's not like they're they're confusing the message with because yeah. uh, I think this whole this whole way they've been framing the, the me- they as in the media as a whole, everyone's mind the word is riot instead yeah. of protest. Yeah. Um, riot's the key word when it's really 
it's a riot are comp riots are comprised of protesters and looters at this point and those are very different right. people with different agendas yeah um, so media is not helping us out in that in that regard for sure yeah and um, I, I would definitely say the 29th i would i would consider a, a diet riot so to speak you know it didn't uh -huh. it didn't get it didn't get to the point where like you know the whole city was on fire you think like chicago in, in the 68 or something but you know, there's always some destruction of property. But everything since then, I've been out five, six days. I, I've taken a small break to kind of give my ankle a rest. But um, yeah, everything's been peaceful. Everything's been calm. You know, you get one or two guys here and there who want to break a window, but that's you know hardly constituted a riot. Yeah, going by percentages wise, like one in one hundred people is going to be some dummy who's more violent than the rest. That's that's sure. just playing the yeah. odds. Um, but I, I would I'd like to echo that as well because every protest I've been to has been equally as peaceful and uh, productive. It's nice to hear people just talking to each other about yeah, real shit. No, uh, so many dialogues just being opened, and I, I think it's been really healing for a lot of people. For sure. Um, so, in the middle of all that going on, so like there's chaos around you. There's things getting broke broken. Uh, what happens? What What do the police start doing? Do you get like hit by shot by rubber bullets are you tear gas like what happened um that that day the 29th nothing they just they honestly just kind of stood back and watched really um, is that police that squad car was burning and all that all those yeah for, for a good i'd want to say i mean you know time kind of goes out the window when you're experiencing something like that but hmm. i want to say for a good 20 minutes 30 minutes they just let it burn and hmm. let just kind of let people i don't know maybe just get some of their aggression out but after a while they formed a line and started doing their sort of roman centurion like one two three move and they'd all kind of march in formation but um even that wasn't entirely aggressive considering what was going on you know you'd kind of expect them to start cracking skulls uh -huh. and cracking skulls and making arrests but at that point um yeah they were just trying to i think just push people out of that area so they could extinguish the fire and um sort of get on damage control but um, I, I, I definitely think in lieu of that, they took their aggressions out from that night, the following nights. Because um, really? there, there was definitely a lot more police aggression the following nights at the protests, which were hmm. night and day more peaceful, but the police were a lot more aggressive. So it was, it was, it was kind of a weird juxtaposition. Yeah. So did they, well, you guys, did how long did it take to clear you all out of that area? And there was no tear uh, gas? There was no, you guys didn't get gassed or anything? I didn't. Uh, I I probably got out of there within a, I'd say a half hour after the cop car got lit on fire because mm. at, at a certain point I was like, this is getting a little, little yeah crazy. So and you were able to leave. They didn't block off your your entrances or anything. Uh, I we me and my roommate had parked a, a good ways out of that general grid, so we were able to just kind of hoof it back to the car about a half Actually, a mile. Because I've seen some know. stuff with the cops. Yeah. Um, they like to box people in and then tell them to disperse. And it's like, yeah. where do I go? Yeah, no, that that's definitely happened um, in, the, in the past week for sure. Uh, between the National Guard and the police just kind of box people in. And all of a sudden, it's time to go. There's nowhere mm. to go. Well, maybe but, the, you said it was more peaceful to... I mean, uh, more peaceful the the following nights, but more violent from the cops. And do you think maybe the maybe the squad cars are put out on purpose for the cops? Like, hey, get some get some blow off some steam. That's another. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, who's to say at this point? But um, that that was that was my own personal suspicion. But 
I I, I don't want to make any accusations at this point, but it, it definitely did rub me the wrong way that they just left him out like that. Mm. Yeah, pictured with a thousand words, right? They kind of let yeah. go to these violent people. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's nice to have change, though. Yeah, for sure. It. Um, I just, I just, I just heard that uh, NASCAR has banned the Confederate flag. Yeah, who, it only it who would have thought? Yeah, it only took you know a few hundred years after that war. But oh my God, that, that's been yeah. that's been a pet peeve my entire life. I oh uh, yeah, who your heritage? Yes, it's, you might as well be flying a Nazi flag or fucking yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, um, I I've been listening to this podcast about the Reconstruction era, and just. It is kind of weird to just like one butterfly effect of you know, Lincoln getting shot and then the whole reconstruction era goes out of the way. It can ripple effect all the way up until now, you know, it's right. You know, it, it, we had the Nuremberg trials after World War II, you know, we held the enemy accountable. But after the Civil War, you know, there was no one was tried for treason. You know, we had a Confederate general in the Senate. You know, right. We got just, monuments there, all over the damn country. Yeah. Yeah. There's just. There, there's no scourging of that sort of virus. <laughs> virus. Uh, oh, it, dude, it is a virus. Yeah. Virus. Anyone says that, that that war was not fought because of slavery does does is lying. Or you're yeah. just are, are they extremely disillusional? Yeah. I think like I've I've met a few people who try to push that narrative. You know, like, oh, states' rights. States' rights for what exactly? Yeah. You states' know? rights we, to have slaves. States' yeah. rights to keep. Slaves part it, of their population it, to have it, more it, of a say in the Senate. It was in the first line of the Confederate Constitution, the, the right to own slaves. So they, they, they're just sipping yet, their own Kool-Aid. And yet, yeah, it's like, oh, but I don't understand why people get up so upset about it when they see that. Well, that's it's literally the flag of a country that had slaves and wanted slaves. Like, I don't know, man. Seems pretty cut and dry to me. Fuck the stars and bars. It has been interesting living, having moved to the South, because um, you know Atlanta is a, a blue dot and a sea of red. So occasionally, mm. when I venture outside the city, it just blows my mind how much I see it. Mm. Well, kind of like kind of like uh, Southern Illinois in a way. Yeah, um, uh, Chicago yeah. to uh, well, to kind of the rest of Illinois. I'm from Springfield. That's a red. That's a red area yeah. as well. Yeah. No. I, oh yeah, Southern Illinois has got a dirty, dirty history. <laughs> right. Um, which is, I'm super proud to see some of the protests going on back home, which, which is definitely a place that needs it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a wake up call for America. It seems like everyone, yeah. everyone can't, uh, can't uh, go anywhere without either seeing it on the news or seeing it um, all over. Um, yeah. Kind of globally at this point. Yeah. France, England. And uh, I think sure. that alone says, says enough about the, the gravity of the situation and the, uh, the validity, validity of the feelings behind it all. Um, and also, it's definitely not something you can ignore at this point so that's what a protest is all about man oh, hell yeah um so what is a what is the life of a photographer in atlanta are you uh like peter parker working for the daily bugle oh uh, not quite not quite i'm actually um I, I after graduation i was one of the photography uh, one of the photo majors who made it through college bumming cameras the entire way so i've only recently accumulated enough gear and uh, lenses and everything where i can actually be self-sufficient so i'm kind of starting from scratch at this point you know whereas having a degree doesn't necessarily make you uh, a hireable photographer so hopefully I'm, that's a turning point after this 
Shit, um, dude. If I can, I, I'll, I'll tell you all the, it's kind of all the times people have asked me to see my degree since I've been out here. Yeah. None. None, uh, yeah. <laughs> zero. Yeah. So, but it's cool. Uh, actually, uh, quarantine for me, and I'm a very, very privileged and very, very lucky, was actually kind of a blessing because um, the job I was at were super great and filed all my unemployment for me and got me like max benefits. And I kind of got to sit pretty and collect some government feta for a minute. So I, I've accumulated a, a little bit of gear and some hey, PC man, parts. Get your money. Yeah, strike while the iron's hot, you know, so hopefully it'll be a kind of a turning point for me where I can actually get out and start shooting more, got the right equipment, so. Hmm. What is, uh, what is the end game for, for a photographer? Like when you say, when someone coming out of film school, they're probably like, I want to be a famous director, but what is, uh, yeah. you want like a National Geographic cover or something? What would, uh, what would be like you know, the Oscar? Um, for me personally, it's just, I never want to. I never want to stop learning. That's what photography is to me. It's always being better than your last shot. And maybe there's not a lot of uh, money in that sort of mentality, but for me, it's just, it's all, it's just, you know, personal growth. Photography is a way of slowing life down and um, gaining a perspective on the world around you and uh, through yourself and your own eyes. So um, maybe I, I should take a more capitalist approach and try to, try to have some monetary goals but for me right now it's just better just getting better at my craft and um just kind of paying attention to the world around me so that's my right. goal at the moment that's that's great that's a great perspective to have man um it seems like the, the the happiest people are the ones that uh you know explore explore their uh their hobbies their their ideas explore they leave no stone unturned yeah and, uh, so. and it's not always about the money it would be you're nice. Art, you're <laughs> I'm not art, right yeah, so. definitely. <laughs> I do not blame you. Um, but man, so you uh, you're not in the. So you're you're a cinema and photography though, Brad. Though you were in all yeah, my films, was, almost a yeah, lot of film classes with me. Yeah, I majored in cinema, minored in photography. Um, got no no plans to get back to moving pictures. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that. Like uh, we were talking before we started recording, I like to consider myself a jack of all trades. Um, so I've been, I've been doing some screenwriting. Um, Hell yeah. The last few years. And then, uh, yeah, I, I, I love going out and shoot video when I can. Now I've got this new editing rig. I'm hoping I can start uh, stitching some stuff together and get my reel going again. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, it seems like a uh, best way to get better at stuff is just to just start, start making things. Yeah, and start yeah. doing stuff. No one's uh wait around for people to take a look at your resume and hire you to do something. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you're gonna be waiting a while. Yeah, we're not getting any younger too. You just gotta, gotta get motivated. This is true, man. I'm yeah. like, I'm turning 27 this year. I can't believe it. Yeah, I know. I, um, I turned 27 a few months ago. It's kind of like Jesus Christ, we're at the time, you know. But I'm sure anybody older than us now would smack us if they heard us right now. <laughs> yeah uh it's it's crazy think about four years ago to today just graduating this is where the world's at yeah yeah because uh yeah i graduated the same semester that um that trump got elected uh, mm -hmm. I, I, have, I have a very distinct memory of being at like pk's in carbondale <laughs> the night he got elected celebrating like, huh? uh something like that um yeah. <laughs> trying to destroy medicating themselves medicating there it is um 
at a very distinct moment where I was like, man, where am I going to be in four years when this is all over? And I can tell you, like, everything that's been said and done since then, I never would have expected any of this. So, so, so there's a Chinese proverb that says, uh, may you live through interesting times. And definitely think that's a, a sentiment that we're going through right now. Fucking A, man. I mean, less than four years in, there's fiery protests all around the country and like global pandemic pissed. and and but people are still still on the train. Yeah, gotta keep on keeping on. Still on the Trump train for some reason. That's 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 their guy. That's their team. You know, it's you know, I'm I'm a Bears fan and I root for the Bears even when they're sucking complete ass to them. It's just. It's their team, you know. Like, well, J- Jake Cutler can smoke cigs if he wants. Yeah, <laughs> Trump can come. Trump can be as racist as he wants on Twitter. He's our guy. I don't know. I yeah, uh, it's going to be really interesting. I don't know uh, how this is going to shake out with 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 Biden. Still, I mean, I even after I, all this, I mean, he's he's definitely. I think he's got a fourteen point lead in the polls now. Yeah, that's that's what I was. So, I think. I think what Biden has that I think was inherently clear that Hillary Clinton lacked was like a, a general sense of empathy, you know, because I, I, I can, I, I watch town halls with Biden. He listens enough to where he can repeat points back to people with their questions with Hillary Clinton. It kind of seemed like she had a one track. I've got right. this and you're on board or you're not. So well, hopefully I, Biden can remember to, <laughs> yeah, that's, to, to that's, repeat, to repeat things back to people yeah that uh that vp pick is fascinating yeah um i mean uh i know speaking as an at alien a lot of people here kind of hoping it's a uh, stacy abrams that would kind of sue the burn of um her losing out on the uh the georgia i know nothing about stacy abrams do you uh are you well versed in her? Because I've I've honestly I've been like I've been hearing her name a lot and I I've never I don't know um I, I I couldn't, I couldn't claim to be an expert on her policies per se, but I could tell you uh, sort of the lore of what happened in the election, um, the gubernatorial election. Um, so Brian Kemp was at the time the uh, Secretary of State for Georgia, and and being so, he was in charge of the election for governor, which he was running for, but did not, re- but did not Wait. recuse himself. From did you just the- say in charge of the election for governor that he was running for? Yes, I did. You just said that. Yeah. You just said yes. that. Yes. Interesting. Okay. And he, and he did not recuse himself, and lo and behold, he won. And there was large counts of voter suppression documented, and highly African American communities throughout Georgia. So go figure. And we uh, we experienced a lot of that yesterday in um, some of the local Atlanta districts. We had our primary yesterday. I had a few friends. Um, uh, in some of the larger districts in Atlanta, waiting in line five, six, seven hours just to vote yesterday. Talking ridiculous. Absolutely. If it was as easy for everyone to vote as it was, if as it as it was to like get gas, then I think Brittany yeah. would have been the nominee running away. Yeah, maybe. I don't know that that youth turnout wasn't wasn't a pretty sight, but maybe yeah, maybe if it was easier, so it would have been there. Um, or if the media gave him a fair shake. The, did you did he get a uh any delegates did you how, how did he do in, in georgia delegate was you know i haven't even really checked in on it i know uh, i personally i i personally voted for him just because i wanted his policies to be represented uh in at, the, at the dnc 
just some representation. Well, you can hope for at this point, right? Like, think yeah. about this whole situation being exactly the same, but if Bernie Sanders was the nominee, like the guy who literally it's his legacy type deal. Yeah, we, we've all seen marching. Yeah, we've all seen the picture of him getting dragged off by the cops. Like, yeah, uh, what a missed moment in in history. Yeah, honestly, I try, I try not to dwell on it, but um, yeah, no, we only we only move in one direction. That's what I'm this saying. is true. This is true. Check out your damn ballot, folks, people. Yeah um for sure because yeah we're, we need to get into a new a new era this new era this post-trump era hopefully i don't know i know i i mean i'm a patriot through and through but man if he wins again i'm gonna have to really, like, <laughs> really think about it i just don't think he's well he, i don't i, I think there's a hundred percent chance he says that it's a he doesn't think he lost or that it was rigged in some way, especially with all the vote by mail stuff getting passed across the country. He's going to do yeah. something where it's going to get at least delayed. I, uh, well, I agree with that. I think the only changing factor will be if he loses by a large margin, the lick spittles and bootlickers and Congress and the Senate will, I think will start turning face to kind of save their own hides and won't back on these accusations hypothetically. Mm. Yeah, that's that's true though there's one thing you can yeah. always count on is is people to save their own asses yeah. in politics <laughs> yeah so i don't know i think it, i think his days are numbered i mean that's that's cautiously optimistic but um we'll see all the evidence is there like yeah. things have not gotten better things are not quieting down we need to get faith we need to get faith back in the in the system again I have faith. I have faith. Yeah, I got faith too. Especially after, yeah, one, that's a nice thing about being at all these protests and seeing everyone who is equally riled up about all this yeah. as you. Um, there's a real sense of energy around this whole thing. And as yeah. you, we, we talked about earlier, like just barely touched on, like fucking, I mean, I could list more st stuff that get that got passed. Yeah. You, want, you want to hear some more things? Like, I mean, yeah, Derek, Derek Chauvin also, uh, I mean, he, his, uh, he got upgraded from third degree to second degree with manslaughter, which is, you know s small apples but you know also the uh, the officers uh around him got arrested as well but the uh you got monuments going down across the country um there's such a di this dialogue going going on yeah i i think for the first time in a long time i think a lot of white people are actually taking a moment to sort of hold a mirror to the face for themselves and think like you know where where am i you know as far on the on the spectrum of racism and my understanding and tolerance and i think more people are starting to like get a hold of the fact that like i know nothing about this and i need to take a moment and just shut the fuck up and educate mm. myself and yeah. i know per i know personally that's 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 been a real sentiment and i i i've kind of put the camera down for a while because not not in the sense like i'm still going out and shooting but I th i've taken a pause from um, uploading anything right now because I, I want to give black photographers a voice right now I want to give you know everybody who has something to say who's been affected by this because god knows I haven't you know I, mm. we have so much privilege um mm. as white men in America that we, it's better just to let, let the voices be heard and actually take this time to educate ourselves and you know learn some new perspectives and gain some more knowledge so that's where I'm at now because I, I I would hate to make a portfolio or make a career off of black suffering. That's that's the least 
least thing I would rather do right now. You know, so I think it's important for all of us just to kind of take a calm, reflective moment, just to educate and learn and you know meditate a little bit, and grow. Well said, bro. Wow, well said. Yeah. I thought that black, uh, the posting the black square thing on Instagram was a little. It was a little yeah, strange and missed. I, I, I did it. I did it on the get-go. I did it on the get-go. And then I, you know, after that, there was a quick, like, rapid fire of, like, don't post this. This is a means of shutting out information. And right. I, 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 I didn't about face on it. But I know a lot of people who said, well, I, I, I'm keeping it up. For, for me, it's a, yeah, it's sort of a, a fist in the air on my social media to let people know what I support. Oh, yeah. Which I is, mean, that, which that's is totally fair. We got it. We got to voice it now. That's yeah. that's the whole thing. Keep a uh, speak up now. This is this is the time. Um, I just I thought I just I wonder what the origin of that was because I thought that was I was weird how yeah. everyone just kind of took it and ran with it and it did do what they were saying like the Black Lives Matter hashtag was kind of in a way it was compromised out. a little bit yeah yeah, um, yeah it's it's definitely suspicious man social media we need a we need organization that is that's a huge thing I think yeah. Absolutely. Oh man. Anyway, I don't know, man. You uh, you, you want you want to wrap on anything else? What's going on in your world? Is that a uh, like is that a blue filter on your camera? Or? No, I, I I've got these. I got a new uh, LED light strip, so it's uh, it's all the colors Ooh. of the rainbow right oh, now. Oh, you got like RG RGB on your computer? Yeah. Oh, I do shit. have I do have master that, race but, uh, PC master yeah, race. Yeah, I I balled out on some some uh, accessories today. You know, got to look apart. Yeah. I need to gotta get the dual monitors and the the Mountain Dew game fuel. Oh. oh, dude, that was my favorite. The first one that came out with Halo Three, the orange one. Oh man, uh, those were the days, man. Simpler times, man. Yes. Yeah. Never were my tubes so sustained. Oh uh, yeah, if I could go back just to the the hype levels of waiting in line for Halo Three at GameStop, that that crisp autumn night <laughs> it's all downhill from there all down that was uh that was when technology really sort of uh came into play as, as a means of uh like hanging out uh, like a virtual, yeah. total like a virtual hangout with your buds yeah and now we're yeah, what, now we're zooming each other because we can't hang out yeah oh, call of duty has been a, a godsend this quarantine <laughs> as far as staying connected with friends oh yeah man um Oh shit! Well, you uh, do you uh, you want to wrap it up? You want you want to send the people to check out something? Got anything to plug? Uh, plug. Uh, I mean, you already shouted out my Instagram, so if anybody wants to go on there and check it out, that'd be awesome. Um, other than that, not much else. Uh, yeah, just writing, shooting, plugging along. So if there's anything else, I'll I'll let you know. Yeah, brother. All right, dude. Well, uh. I mean, are you sure? I mean, it's only been forty minutes. You got, you got, you got some more shit to talk. I could talk about this Confederate flag for, for a while, <laughs> bastards. Um, uh, okay, uh, yeah, I, I got an interesting question for you. Um, yeah. And 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 sort of the wake of um, these monuments of Confederate soldiers and generals being taken down. What would you personally like to see replaced, kind of in their in their presence? What do you what do you think needs to be represented? Um, people who fought for justice but weren't necessarily uh like revered in their time, I would say. 
I'm I'm glad you said that. I actually I have I do have a plug for that actually. Ooh, plug uh, it, plug it up. Uh, one of because I don't know if you know this, but I was I was in the military for a little bit. Oh, thank um, you for your service, man. Oh, please, I didn't do anything, but <laughs> appreciate it. That's how I feel um, about lifeguarding. I was a lifeguard for eight years. I never had to save anybody, not once. Not even like a Heimlich. Or, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I sat at a desk the entire time, but um. Uh, back in Vietnam, um, have you ever heard of the? You didn't serve in Vietnam, did you? Not exactly. No. Uh, do you ever hear of the the massacre of Mi Lai? No. Okay, it's this very it's this very famous event. Um, happened in 1968, I think March 1968, where um, it's like one of the darkest moments in American military history, where just a a bunch of Vietnam soldiers just killed, raped, burned down huts. Um in the southern province of Vietnam, uh, this place called My Lai. And just for no reason, just senseless violence. There was no enemy presence there. It was just soldiers raging out, essentially. But there was this um, this uh, American um, helicopter pilot named Hugh Thompson, who, uh, when he was flying over the scene, observed what was going on, started getting the radio traffic, what was happening. He had his squadron of helicopters fly in to the ground level and stop these soldiers in their track um, and like threatened them with like these air gun ships to like stop what they were doing and start rescuing the wounded. Mm-hmm. And he would later go on to testify and uh, put those, get the people in charge uh, thrown in the brig. And he was ostracized and uh, just generally like had a terrible career after that because everyone thought of him as like a rat and a traitor. But later on, uh, after he died, he got he started getting recognized for what he did. And he saved hundreds of people that day. So I, I was thinking personally, that we need to start seeing monument statues of people like Hugh Thompson, who, you know, in the midst of chaos and evil, stood up for what was right and actually was able to turn on their people he worked with and the people in the same uniform and in the name of doing justice and doing what was right. So I think we need a little more of that in the States today, wow. especially what we're seeing with police brutality right now. Yeah. That'd so be that's, good. My, yeah. That's, that's my plug, Hugh Thompson Monument, Washington, D.C. That's a fabulous plug. Yeah. I, I never heard of that guy before. I'll, I'll look him up. Yeah. What do you think of uh, someone like Edward Snowden? Because I know people are on the fence about him. Yeah, it's a little divisive. Um, I, I really, I think, I think all in all, he's a man with integrity and he thought he did what was right. And I, I generally think he did what was right. Um, my only, I guess, hesitation or like a little bit of reverence would be that he, for some of the information he leaked, it put a lot of people's lives in danger. Uh, that's that's the only thing to me that was like. But at the same time, you know, who who knows how many lives he saved for exposing what he exposed? So, well, the crazy thing is, is I mean, he exposed this all, but hasn't all really stopped like going in that direction anyway? I think our privacy is just is more compromised now with than it was then yeah and uh yeah fun fact my dad was a my dad was a green beret for 20 years but he actually worked with nsa back in the 90s so imagine having like an nsa cia green beret dad in high Jesus. school i couldn't get away with anything <laughs> wow. but yeah but yeah yeah, yeah. But, uh, rambo was a green beret i'd be scared shitless yeah but um no i, I agree i don't i don't really think we've had like a, a counter reaction to what he told us and like moving in the right direction um and it's it's a fine line because like it's just the price of security versus the 
price of privacy, you know? It's like it's Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Great movie. Great. That is, Great movie. I love yeah. that speech. The yeah. yeah. Cost of freedom is price of freedom is high, but it's uh, price I'm willing to pay. Cost of freedom is high, price price I'm willing to pay. Um I heard about something today that I like knew next to nothing about, which is uh the green uh the Max Square in the Greenwood neighborhood of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Have you heard of this? Yeah, Black Wall Street. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was um I, I knew about it from a class I took in college, but um I really I dove into it after um the Watchmen series on HBO because that was it was featured oh. in there. Have you oh, seen no it? Shit. No, I've been I've been I've been waiting. That's oh that's man, good. it is it is uh, the perfect show to watch right now. It's a good ass movie and, and yeah. graphic novel as well. But uh I, I didn't I didn't care too much for the movie. I know you're a Zack Snyder fan, but uh all <laughs> that guys. I wouldn't say I'm a Zack Snyder fan, but I do like some of his movies. Okay, okay, yeah, but yeah, yeah no, if you can, if you can uh, watch the series, it's it's very poignant to what's going on right now, almost eerily. So, so it's sort of in the vein that Watchmen predicted a lot of um, what would happen, sort of geopolitics. I think the the Watchmen series huh. sort of really had its fingers on the pulse of race tensions in America right now. And it's yeah, always that, nice when art's like that, right? When it when yeah. it totally uh, reflects exactly what you're feeling yeah. that, uh, that the world is around you. Like I just watched an episode of Rick and Morty today, and it was all about uh, the snakes, uh, the snake planet, uh, having coming to a ter- in terms of racial tensions. It was going to destroy them. Um, I think like some Terminator time travel thing that evolved, but it reminded me of racial tensions today. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> What, what what did you uh so i don't like i didn't know anything about this is there anything you could recommend like do you know any documentaries possibly about the uh the black wall street i know that uh, uh russell westbrook the nba player said he was uh going to invest in producing a documentary about it a more up-to-date one but i was wondering if you knew anything mm, i i couldn't cite any sources for you um but yeah i just i just learned a little bit from like a race relations class i took in college and um but really when i dwelled into it like i said i was going to watch watchmen so i started i think it's like the opening scene like episode one scene one is uh is uh the tulsa bombings so that's that's my that's my frame reference for watch watchmen and then go from there oh yeah well history history has not been kind to uh people of color um in terms of framing like what things are actually about that's what why it's so like important to get this get this right for this this moment now yeah. for the history books in the future you know we don't want to be reading about the riots of 2020 when uh yeah. when martial law was declared we want to be talking about the protest against police brutality where we had all these reforms and america changed for the better yeah and um, I, I think i think a lot of that touches back on what i was saying about just um for people for white people like us you know non colored people just to just to take a moment just to educate yourself and you know, watch some documentaries read some books listen to some podcasts reflect you know I, th- I think i think one of the great things about our generation and what we're seeing in gen z is um a, like a willingness or like a, uh, an acceptance towards change you know to admit when you're wrong and willing to compromise your beliefs or ideas based on new information probably because of the amount of information that we ingest every day like we're used to being right. like oh, oh this is new oh oh this is new oh oh this is new yeah um, but I mean, I could speak personally my own experiences, but you know, my parents, grandparents, you know, very, very hard to sway the course uh, with new information. You know, they just mm. kind of 
set and what they knew and what they believed. But I think I think what, what we're seeing with our generation and generation below us is people are more willing to accept new information and to pivot course. So I think that's exciting. I think that'll go a long way as far as the course change for the country. Oh yeah, getting mobilized. Yeah. Well, that's a good way. That's a good way to go out. I think that extra yeah. twenty minutes was was super worth it, bro. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. Um, Nathan, thanks for coming on, man. Um, yeah, for sure. Thank when, you. Uh, when you got some more projects, to talk about. I know you got some. Uh, if you ever get like some uh, like a film, you want to come on and discuss your uh, your process or what happened, please. You're welcome. All right. Come, come back on, man. Yeah. So far, the process is just drink and stare at a screen. But you know, <laughs> once it evolves from that, I'll let you know. It all starts somewhere, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Nathan. Uh, follow Nathan on Instagram at nostridamus. Uh, any other? Any other? You do Twitter or anything? No Twitter. I think I need to get a Twitter, but no Twitter at the moment. Yeah, if I, I get a Twitter, I... it'll probably it'll probably be nostridamus. So <laughs> there yeah, you go. Good shit. That branding, brand synergy. I like yeah, it. All right. Thanks, Nathan. No problem, dude. And that was it, dude. That was all fun. right. Um, yeah, I guess stuff, man. Thanks for uh, for your account. Yeah, uh, no problem. I think, that's, I think people, uh, the more people, more people can hear about this stuff and and look into it and get curious. I think the more this thing keeps spreading, you know. Yeah, it's that, for uh, sure. It's that lame fucking line from Last Jedi. You know, we are the spark that'll light the fire that'll burn the res- the first order down. Yeah. Um, you're 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 a pretty big Star Wars fan, right? I'm a monster Star Wars fan. Okay, yeah, I like to think of myself as one. What did What did you think of Rise of Skywalker? Oh shit, the pod's back on, and we're back for <laughs> bonus time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I think there was there was it. If that was the way to end it, I think it just ruined the whole point of even having a sequel trilogy. Okay. Just like Thank why you. why Thank even you. have it? Why and not only I, it ruined the point of the sequel trilogy, it actually hurt the movies that came before it. Yeah. Because Darth I, Vader is diminished and Anakin Skywalker. I I kind of had a, a moment where I was walking out of the theater where like I I was feeling kind of crushed, like like, oh, and I was still processing the whole movie. But then on the ride home, as I'm driving back to my house, I felt this like sense of, like jubilation and like energy, and I realized it was because I felt free. I felt freed <laughs> from the shackles of Star Wars. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, all right, that's nothing sacred anymore. Nothing matters. <laughs> you know, just be yourself and you know, do your own thing. And Star Wars doesn't have to be good. You can just like Star Wars for the Star Wars that you like. And like this it was it was an interesting experience. It, it taught me a lot about, you know, what we hold sacred in pop culture and how, you know, and anything can go at any time. <laughs> Right. And history repeats itself in a way, right? Because, you know, how many millions of people feel that exact same way about the prequel trilogy? You know, for them, yeah. that ruined Star Wars for them. I happen to be a huge fan, um, but that's also my, you know, it's I, our generation. Yeah, I, 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 I say I'm a fair weather prequel fan, you know, it has, <laughs> it has its moments. So you like Revenge of the Sith, right? You... No, I mean, honestly, the Obi-Wan plot in Attack of the Clones is my favorite part of the, the Oh, movie. yeah. Yeah. Like the Obi Wan detective Gordon. plot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the Flash Gordon you know, mystery planet. Yeah, it was good stuff. But uh, I don't know. I I did I did really enjoy Last Jedi, for the most part. You did yeah. I, looking back on it, I think that's the best film of of mm. uh, the sequel trilogy. Even though at the time, like the the, the yeah. contents of things that happened, I was very upset about. Yeah, especially Luke Skywalker and his yeah. apparent uh, change of heart. Uh, 
But it was interesting. It was, it was interesting. New. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I think they could, I honestly think they could have stuck the landing if they had just, if they didn't retcon the entire plot wow. of the movie. Yeah. How much of that do you think? Well, I think a large part of that, you know, like Carrie Fisher dies, but they keep yeah. the same release date. And then they're like, okay, rewrite, rewrite. That's why I don't understand about like, why you have these giant multi-million dollar fucking freight trains why are you rushing stuff out yeah just get it get it right yeah the toys are oh shit the toys are gonna get made no matter what you know <laughs> like you're, for sure you're gonna, you're gonna make your money um and they were they were eager from the start you know they uh they had that uh, la- uh force awakens out they bought bought lucasfilm in 2012 or 2013 yeah. and they had force awakens out in 15 yeah. Um, with uh, the same plot as A New Hope, so they could have. Uh, I think they could have afforded to sit on that another year. And maybe, yeah. Maybe plan out a trilogy. And, uh, with, uh, different yeah. Stories. Yeah. With uh, not, some new they things. Had a, they had a whole wealth of of uh, content from just like the expanded universe. They didn't use any of it. Right. Well, it's, it seems at least with the new like Disney canon, they're kind of picking and choosing stuff to you yeah. know, canonize. But I just wish, like, I think they missed the whole point. Like Mandalorian for sure. Like they're nailing it. They get it because yeah. who's in charge? Uh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Yeah. But uh, like they've made. Have you watched any of like the the making of the Mandalorian stuff? On yeah. Plus? Yeah. It's, they, so just like they, they, they break they down know what like. Doing. Yeah. Well, they break down that fucking. They want to be inspired by the stuff that inspired George. Yeah. as opposed like the kurosawa films and the westerns yeah. as opposed to where jj abrams feels like he's being inspired by the original by Star movies Wars. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. a difference and i yeah. think that's that's um, why the mandalorian is so dope and fits yeah, so well i i love that episode where it's the, they're on the new republic uh prison ship it's just like right. one it's just like one set it's like one set and like uh-huh. five guys bill burr is there for some oh reason oh my god yes and it, but it's so simple and it's like that's that's uh, but then you watch like rise of skywalker where like the last 30 minutes were just like coke and popcorn being spilled into your eyes for right and like yeah. fire the fourth of july it was just like you know and star wars does not need to be this like in the irony of of it being created by George Lucas, who you know the maverick, star blazing guy who you know literally invented di- digital cinema and always tried to push and do new things, that they literally have the exact same scene as Avengers fucking Endgame that came out like a year before. Yeah. On your left, here's your George would never have have done something that was just done like that. You know, there's a difference. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. We, like we said, you can, like you said, only moving forward, right? So yeah, I'm excited true, yeah. about a lot, a lot coming. Yeah, uh, yeah, Rosario Dawson uh, coming to Mandalorian. It's gonna be awesome. Perfect casting. Fuck yeah! Are you, uh, you a Clone Wars man? Have you, have you done the wars? I, I, I've like cherry picked the Clone Wars. Mm, that's fair. So There's, you know, I got on Reddit and I was like, which episodes do I need? <laughs> like these. So I'm like, okay. It, uh, so from, from what I've gathered, a lot of a lot of the series is kind of filler. Well, it depends on who you're talking to. Oh, yeah, but sure. Are you a Parks and Rec fan? Yeah, I'd say so. I, I watched it. Yeah. I, would you say that that at the end of season? I would say at the end of whenever the the one dude left at like the end of season two, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob Lowe yeah. became a full time member of the cast. The show kind of like found its footing, and yeah, that was the good. show from then on, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's something very similar happened in the Clone Wars with like in between like season like into season one 
like mid season two type it's like starts off as sort of like a cartoon network kid show but by like mm-hmm. Season three, you're getting to like Batman the Animated Series level of mature. Yeah, and then you got Darth great. Maul stabbing people and shit. It's some of like, for my money, some of the best Star Wars. Um, okay. And it's all made with like, you know, it's Dave Filoni, who yeah. is, uh, you know, Mandalorian doesn't get made without right. Dave Filoni. He sets up, there's like at least 20 episodes of just like pure setup of like planning in Mandalore, Maul coming back to life, yeah. uh, or not coming back to life, but being found and then right. ending up on Mandalore. Um, at the spoilers, the last uh, uh, real battle of the Clone Wars. Right. Um, so yeah. The, uh, have you read the Marvel comics? I have. Uh, I've cherry picked those. I've read okay, all right. the Vader comics. Those are the only ones. Those are great. Like, those are great. Yeah. Those are like nerd bone material. Have you read yeah. the uh, Have you read the Lando uh, comics? I have not. Because those are really great. You really? should check those out. Yeah, they're really fun. Really well written. Are they? Uh, what what time period are those in? Is that uh, is that Billy D Lando or Child? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's Billy D. Um, Billy D. But, nice. but but one one like this is like three or four issues, but it's an offset of him just like hijacking this ship, and it has a bunch of Sith artifacts on it, and him like dealing with it. So it's it's pretty cool. Oh yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, the comics have, have been really fun. Um, yeah, that crossover where. Um, where it's like the Vader comic and like the main Star Wars comic, and they end up having yeah. a fight where Vader massacres the entire yeah army and yeah, like, and then um, him and Luke run into each other, and he's like, "You killed my father," and he's like, "You'll have to be more specific. I killed a lot of people's fathers." Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's just so cool, so cool yeah. seeing that uh, that day to day Vader yeah empire. I li- I really liked um, there's the the series where like Luke goes back to Tatooine after a new hope, and he goes back to Obi Wan's hut to like look for like clues of like being uh-huh. a jedi and he finds the box and boba fett like assaults him you know yeah yeah mm-hmm. that was cool but i, I really like that because it really like winks and nods that uh the because he obi-wan had kept uh qui-gon's saber in that oh. box and that luke's uh saber and return of the jedi is green because it's using uh qui-gon's kyber crystal that is dope that fucker that's yeah. fucking rad those are the connections i live for yeah yeah so like like you 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 acknowledge the best parts of what you got you know and like qui-gon is awesome for sure for sure yeah, yeah. um i'm still wondering uh when they're gonna explain how the fuck naz Kanata got luke's luke's lightsaber um i kind of i kind of like not knowing honestly it's like one of those <laughs> things like whatever they're whatever they're gonna come up with is gonna suck in comparison to like yeah. whatever i could cook up in my brain you know ray palpatine yeah oh, um, jesus christ <laughs> did you did you ever look into any of the uh the colin trevorrow uh storyline yeah that's a really yeah. interesting interesting idea yeah. i would i would have much rather watched that for sure it seemed like an actual sequel to the, the yeah. last jedi and not yeah. just the force awakens right um so so weird like even i still don't understand jj's thought process i wish i i hope i can ask him that someday like like Con- compromised i think just kylo ren breaks his helmet and why why would you purposely undo like a major character point in uh, last jedi and the knights of ren were just like props you know like they didn't yeah i don't know so much wasted potential (sighs) which to me is is more upsetting than like jar jar binks (laughs) you know like for sure at least that was new, right? You never seen yeah, anything like that yeah, at the time. Yeah. 
Yeah. We didn't see, we've never seen a full, fully digital character for a whole movie. Um, which, uh, speaking of Jar Jar Binks and Ahmed Best, uh, apparently on, on Disney uh, Star Wars Kids YouTube, there's a new show called The Jedi Temple Challenge, where it's like an old school, you know those like Nickelodeon game shows back in the day? Like, where, like, like Legends of the Hidden Temple? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, right, yeah. Right. But it's like Jedi, Legends of the Jedi Temple, basically. Ooh, they do right. obstacle courses and they got to build their lightsaber and stuff. I like um, that. sounds cool. I fuck with that. I think that's uh, that's the that's the good stuff of the Disney acquisition because I think that George was just overwhelmed with it. There's too much to yeah. do with Star Wars. Um, I think I think he felt a similar sentiment when I drove home from Rise of Skywalker. He felt like unshackled <laughs> from Star Wars. Right. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever watched the um, the interview with David Lynch where he talks about when George Lucas asked him to make Return of the Jedi? No. Oh what my did, god, dude! I did not know that. That would be an interesting movie yeah no, you gotta you gotta look this up on youtube it's just like just type in david lynch star wars or david lynch return of the jedi but george lucas like approached david lynch to make return of the jedi and they and they had this whole like day where they were driving around together but like the way david lynch tells the story is so fucking funny <laughs> it's, it's just ridiculous so uh, that's what you need to do as soon as you get off I will, look that, I will look that up you know spielberg yeah. was supposed to direct return of the jedi imagine that yeah um that would have been cool. And he tried to get uh, Spielberg to direct Fant- uh, at least one of the prequels, I thought. Yeah. I love me some Star Wars, though, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got a, I got Battlefront 2 downloading now. It's free on PSN right now. So. Oh, have you played it yet? No. No, I have not. So, Dude, that game. That, is, that game alone is responsible for my, like, getting back into gaming because i was i was i was off the sauce for a few years man and then uh they said battlefront 2 was coming back coming out i had to buy myself an xbox one and then uh then i had to make a start making videos with them because people people were hating on the game and they were like it's loot boxes and it's fucked up don't play and i was like but it's so dope you should see i'm I'm excited to play it because i love some dog fights i'm excited about that Oh, Starfighter guy. That they have yeah. uh, some of the coolest, like some of the best air airship combat in any uh, any game I've played. But the uh, the servers for Starfighters are a little uh, a little spotty right now. And in terms of content, that's like the least amount represented. Okay. Um, I love uh, the original the original Rogue Squadron. Oh shit! Yeah, that was my that, that was my jam. Man, yeah, that's that's the thing about nowadays that they're uh, they're lagging behind is the games. Um, you know, they had Lucas Arts like 2005 yeah. alone. I think they had like four or five games come out. Yeah. Uh, Republic. Oh yeah. Nintendo, uh, Jedi Rose Outcast. Yeah. yeah, that was my shit. Um, fucking got to give uh get did, that license you, away from EA. Yeah. Did you play um Fallen Jet Fallen Order? I did. I did it. Uh, I eventually finished it. Yeah. It was, uh, I, it I, I watched my roommate play it. For like the entirety, and it's, I don't know, it just kind of seemed like uh, cheap Star Wars Dark Souls. Yeah, I think it was just like the novelty of having a single player Star Wars game again. It wasn't yeah. like remarkable in any in any sense of the word. I have way more yeah. fun with Battlefront. Um, yeah. There's like, a lot of variety of that gameplay. And which, uh, by the way, if when you're gonna start it up, if if you play anything first, check out some co-op missions. It's like four okay. players against the computer, like waves of computers. You can play as the Republic, you know, whatever. Whatever uh-huh. you want to do, it's it's really it's fun. Get your teeth okay. wet, get your beak wet. Okay, sounds good. And then uh, and get crushed because <laughs> people are. It's fun. It's cool though. It's cool when you get crushed, especially like 
you're doing something dope and then like darth maul comes up behind you and like oh. assassinates you it's like you can't even be mad not, no, not <laughs> even a little bit oh <laughs> uh, shit uh yeah well i don't know you want to wrap it up from there what was that you want to wrap it up from there or fuck? yeah yeah let's do it um follow you on instagram at yeah uh, nostradamus and yeah. uh Enjoy enjoy that Star Wars Battlefront too. Check out my Star Wars Battlefront page at Cinematic Battlefront. We do I will. Uh, we do cool. Uh, well, I do cool, like all kinds of clips. I like it's like my way of making Star Wars movies. It's kind of yeah, that's dope. It's a passion of mine. I'm learning a lot too. It's like a so one day if I ever get to direct a, a big ass space battle, <laughs> I'll have experience. There you go. Right. Uh, all right. Cheap for the stars. Yes, sir. Uh, that's what it's all about. Thanks again, Nathan. Yeah, no problem, dude.